It's a Wednesday. Let's visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Hey, Brian, always good to hear your voice. How you doing? Doing great, Dan. It's uh, great to be back here talking about Cardinals baseball. Absolutely. Uh, let's start with, well, one of the guys that uh, has a presence, certainly on the Major League Club, but last night in the minor leagues, Dakota Hudson trying to keep him on track as they sent him to the minor leagues but want to have him start a doubleheader coming up against the Reds. Pitched very, very well last night. Did you have a chance to see much of it or take in some of the, the, the post-game reaction? I think what you know what we've seen from Dakota Hudson is when he gets on and attacks hitters and you know is, is less de- deliberate on the mound and more about you know, trying to get strikes, he's a better pitcher. And, and we saw in, in Memphis last night that he really got down to business, just fell short of a complete game. And, you know, that's kind of what you would expect to see and want to see from Dakota Hudson. You know, it's prob- it's a, it has to sting a little bit to go down to the minors. He hasn't been down to the, the minors since he first came up uh, to the major leagues uh, over three years ago. So, you know, for Dakota Hudson, you know, it's, it was probably a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow, but he had to know it was coming because of his inconsistency with St. Louis. And, you know, he's still going to be needed down the stretch. It, it would be great to assume that the Cardinals, you know, the five starters that are there now will be healthy and consistent the rest of the year. But, you know, Dakota Hudson is going to be needed for this team to go into the playoffs. And I think that him going down to Memphis and playing the way that he did uh, was certainly a positive step toward him you know, getting back to his best as a contributor with St. Louis. You know, one of the things I was really curious about is how he handled the uh, the pitch clock down in the minor leagues. And there's been times at the major league level he's just been so slow. Other times not, but it's been in between at other times too. So I, I wonder how he handled that and if that was uh, any kind of adjustment that he had to make or if it was beneficial for him. Yeah, good question. I didn't see any calls. I didn't, you know, watch every pitch, but I didn't see any calls that, you know, where balls were called against him for taking too long. And, you know, those who I've talked about, you know, talked about this in the minor leagues feel like it's sort of, you know, you get used to it. You And and it, it not only helps the pitchers work more quickly, but also, you know, kind of stops the batters from this, you know, incessant getting out of the box and fiddling with the batting gloves and that type of thing. So, you know, I don't want to say it would be good for Dakota Hudson because I, obviously he needs to be mentally ready to throw every pitch. But certainly, you know, getting into that groove is something that I think has been a good thing in the minor leagues. And it wouldn't surprise me to see it implemented in the major leagues, if not next year, you know, pretty soon down the road. Oh, I think it's coming next year. And I, I find it really interesting when you see a couple of minor league guys that have been called up, a pitcher and a, a hitter facing each other, the game moves. They don't step out. It's it's they get used to it at the minor leagues, so it just gets implemented in the major leagues. And I, I, you know, I really believe that that's a good thing. You know, they're knocking off twenty twenty five minutes off of games. And I'm not a big believer in harping on length of games. It's more about the action in the game. But uh, it generally speaking, I think it's probably a good thing for major league baseball. Agreed, Dan. I, I agreed. You know, it's it's not taking away anything from the action. It's just you know getting down to the action more quickly. And I think that's a good thing overall. Ben Deluzio, um, I watched him run the other day, Brian. It, it took my breath away. This kid is fast. Now, he spent eight years in the minor leagues, uh, and there's a reason he has, because he hasn't hit all that well, played at Florida State, was one of their <laughs> fastest players. Um, can Deluzio be a kind of guy, though, that down the stretch, like Adrian Chambers was in 2011, or others that have added a speed element to their team, and maybe that wins you a game? What, what, what can you tell us about this young man? Well, Ben Deluzio, 27 years old, started in the Arizona organization. And, you know, sometimes you see guys kind of get pigeonholed in an organization and not really get a chance. And, of course, a local guy, when he became 
uh, available. He was a guy that, that signed with the Cardinals and he's been the regular center field in uh, Memphis this year, even though there were some pretty good other, you know, guys like Scott Hurst and, and Connor Capel who can also play center. Deluzio was a guy that they put in center and you talked about his speed. I mean, there's been a lot of focus on Mike Antico at Springfield, obviously who stole 60 bases this year, obviously been the, the leader, but Ben Deluzio stole 30 at, uh, at triple a this year. So, you know, he not only gets on base a 350 kind of on base guy, um, you know, is able to draw a walk uh, when, when needed, but has also, you know, been very good on the bases and has been productive offensively. He, you know, he drives in runs, uh, you know, when he can, and, you know, has, is a pretty good extra base hit ratio as well. So, you know, I don't think Ben Delugio is going to come in and be a star, but the Cardinals, you know, want to have a little more depth in center field. And he's a guy that, you know, you could bring in in a pinch running situation or in a defensive uh, situation where you want to tighten your defense in the late innings. And, you know, those are the kind of guys you like to see get called up in September. Brian, what's the next step for Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker, two of the top prospects right now for the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, we don't know where they are in terms of fatigue and in terms of, you know, health. Obviously, when guys have played 120 games or more, you know, they start to be nagging injuries. And you hope, I mean, they're still in the line of every day. They're still playing, but in an ideal world, what I would like to see, uh, Springfield still has, you know, another a couple week or less than two weeks of play. But when they're done, you know, it'd be nice to see Wynn and Walker get a chance at AAA Memphis maybe for the rest of the season. Another alternative that might not be mutually exclusive from that is to play in the Arizona Fall League Prospect Showcase, which begins uh, in early October. And there haven't been any announcements yet <clears throat> across the league about which players are going to be invited. But you look at guys like Burleson, you look at guys like Walker and Wynn, those are the kinds of players that would benefit from another six weeks of play against some pretty good competition out in the desert. And I don't know if all those guys will be there, but I sure hope the Cardinals uh, can find a way to get several of them there because we want to see with them sort of what we saw last year. If you remember in the Arizona Fall League, Brendan Donovan was there got a chance to play when Nolan Gorman was hurt fairly, fairly early on. Juan Yepes got to play there. So some guys that were on the cusp of the major leagues, you know, got a chance to, you know, continue to build their skills, and that positioned them better, I think, when they came to camp this spring. If you're currently sideways with the IRS, think Mark Milton, and he is the managing attorney of the Milton Law Group. If you have IRS problems, visit STL Tax Lawyer today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer, an important decision, should not be based solely on advertisements. Um, I want to go back to those two guys, and and you're right. If they're worn out, you know, it's beneficial to shut guys down or get them ready for the Arizona Fall League. But, man, I'd be really interested to see what they do if they got a couple of cracks at it at uh, AAA in the final couple of months. I think it'd be fun to watch. And the other thing, Dan, is, as we've talked about in previous um, podcasts, and people know this, Jordan Walker just fairly recently made that transition from third base to the outfield. So for him getting – and he hasn't necessarily settled on position, played a little more in right than in center and left, but – that would be another reason for Jordan Walker to get more reps in the Arizona Fall League, and that is to be prepared to compete at the AAA and the major league level as an outfielder because we know the guy can hit. There's Absolutely. no doubt about that. And, by the way, he had a really good uh, month of August as well, uh, hit five home runs, and uh, you know did his typical 300 batting average for almost 400 on base, 500 slugging. So, you know, offensively, Jordan Walker has accomplished everything he needs to do at AA, but he's not yet an accomplished outfielder. And so, you know, getting more opportunities to, to play out there and, and see different pitching and play in different ballparks is, I think, is a good thing. High A won uh, their 
championship last night. There is something to winning at the minor leagues for some of those guys that graduate to the next level or eventually make it to the big leagues. I'm a big believer in that. I would imagine you agree with me on that too. Yeah, it was great to see Palm Beach uh, clinch the second half playoffs. And what that means, in, uh, the the AA and the two Class A levels play half seasons. So the winner in the first half of each division plays the winner in the second half of the division. And then the two winners there play for the league championship. And those are best of three um, um, tournaments. And it's great to see Palm Beach do that. Palm Beach is an interesting place in that low Class A in that it's the place where the youngest players who have been in the Florida Complex League get the first chance to play games in the big stadium. They get a chance to play against you know much better competition. And some of them get to stay up. Some of them do well. Some of them go back, and they kind of go back and forth. But also the, the uh, college hitters that the Cardinals drafted this year, they moved them all right into Palm Beach. And so Palm Beach in the second half really had this infusion of talent of offensive guys that were uh, that were taken in the 2022 draft, uh, Church and Curiel and um, Davis and many others who, um, you know, really started to play well uh, for Palm Beach and help what was all, already a strong pitching club, but they needed a little bit more offense. So, uh, you know, a catcher Jimmy Crooks and others who came in really provided them a nice boost, and it'll be great to see them in the playoffs. In terms of uh, the players of the month, you've announced that at thecardinalnation.com, and who do we have? Yeah, the player we have a player of the month and the pitcher of the month, and the organization uh, did the same thing. They followed with their awards, and we were in agreement this month. On the hitting side, uh, Jordan Walker, as I said, had a 9-12 OPS, and that was good enough to win a lot of months. But his teammate, outfielder Matt Koperniak, had a really, really solid month of August, uh, six home runs, 22 RBI in 22 games for Springfield. And, you know, that and, and that translated to a 1091 OPS. So, Outfielder Matt Koperniak was the player of the month. The pitcher of the month uh, was a reliever, and it's a little bit unusual that a reliever um, gets the award, but Andrew Marrero, who has migrated into the the closer role for uh, Palm Beach, saved six games, uh, only allowed one earned run all month, and, uh, you know, did a very – Andrew Marrero did a very fine job in relief for Palm Beach. But there were some others as well. A young teenager in the Dominican Summer League, a young man named Nelfi Infante, uh, through 12 scoreless innings, uh, for example. So, you know, some good uh, performances, although the starters uh, in August, you know, kind of fell back a little bit. Little bit. Now, you've also done your top prospects and kind of a reorganization of what's going on with guys moving up and down. And what have you got right now? Well, yeah, I made an interesting call on Matthew Libertor, who was who was uh, fourth in the system in our rankings after Walker, Wynn, and Yvonne Herrera. Uh, decided the Libertor is has an ERA of, of five-ish, you know, in the fives this season, and hasn't really stepped forward the way that we hoped this year. St. Louis, as we know, had opportunities for for starting pitchers to step in, and Libertor just showed he wasn't ready. Now, at Double A, Graceffo and McGreevy both have slowed down a little bit from the great start that they had early in the year, but still um, decided to elevate those two ahead of Libertor. But the guy who's on everybody's minds is Tink Hens, who's yeah. starting tonight for Palm Beach. And uh, Hens has continued to be limited to 40, four innings and 60 pitches, but you know has an exceptional ERA one point in the 1.3 range, uh, a lot of strikeouts, just great, great stuff. And But it looks to me like Tink Hens is probably – going to finish the season at Palm Beach and hopefully he'll be able to start fresh next year in high A with no restrictions on his innings. Always great stuff, Brian. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? 
Well, we continue to break down every transaction that occurs across the system. Uh, we'll have our team reports, and then pretty soon we'll be shifting to our recaps of the season and picking the players uh, of the year across all the different levels. And uh, finally, our prospect guide, uh, it's still available both via a PDF copy and spiral bound. And for those who've been waiting to buy the spiral bound copy, I'm into the last box of taking the price down 20%. So if you want to get a book when those books are sold, that'll be it for this year. Great stuff, Brian. Thanks, and we'll catch you up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan.